0: You're listening to The Holistic Spaces Podcast, brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 80, Love and Feng Shui. Welcome to The Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of The Mindful Design Feng Shui School. So today, Laura is going to walk us through some tips Tips. for love and feng shui. Yeah. But we wanted to start by giving you some background on our experience with love and feng shui and some stories.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, You want to go first? You want me to go first?
0: Yeah. You go first.
1: Do you want me to talk about a personal story or what should I do? Should we start with a
0: personal story? Yeah. Let's. Well, why don't we talk about our personal stories and we can talk about client stories. Okay, so one quick
1: thing, well, how I met my husband, that's a pretty big one, right? And it actually coincides with, I would say probably my first real introduction to feng shui. So it was quite a few years, it was over 20 years ago. And I was dating uh, people, you know, and having not such great luck. I was finding that the guys I was meeting were not what I needed in my life but I actually hadn't realized that yet until I started going through you know the work but Basically, what I did was my friend and I, she gave me a small little book, and I had never really read anything about feng shui, and I wish for the life of me I can remember what book it is. I can kind of picture the cover, but not really, but I don't remember. It was a small, very intro one to feng shui, very top line, and it was my first attempt at actually implementing and saying, okay, I'm going to read you know, read about the specific area about love and relationships, and I'm going to see what I can implement. So what I did is I did a few things, but the one thing that I'll, I'll, the takeaway that I'll give you guys was the first thing is I found my love corner. So the love area. So I walked through this book, I found out, and we're going to talk a bit about this later. I found the area of my bedroom that was written up to be dedicated to relationships, partnerships, and love. And so that was a big thing. So I found that area. And then I followed, basically I followed the really, like we're talking feng shui 101 basic stuff that I picked. I was like, okay, so I put a pair of pink candles in the corner. And at the time, like I literally knew nothing. And I think this is something about feng shui is that when you come to the practice, it can just be really simple. And then it opens up this whole world, right? Because you want to learn more and more and more. But at this point I knew nothing and I thought, okay, so I'll do that. Now I ended up doing a lot of in sort of intentional work around it. And we're going to talk a little bit more but because I've kind of put that into my tips list, but I lit these candles. I didn't have, I didn't know nine days. I didn't have any of that kind of, I didn't know any of that. And the book didn't get into any of that sort of deeper intentional work. I just intuitively started doing that. So I would light it and I would set an intention and I would visualize. And I would say within two to three weeks, I met my husband. And I think I, cause I got really clear on what I really needed in my life. So that is my, and we've been married for, you know, we got married, like we met and then we, right, dated, and anyway, we've been married, for, you know, for 18 years and we've been together longer than that. So yeah, so that's my personal story. Do you want to tell your personal story or you want me to go right into my client story?
0: Yeah, so I can give mine too because it's actually kind of similar. So when I started studying feng shui probably over 15 years ago, I took a class and I remember I was dating my husband and I was dating a lot and I was dating my husband and I took a class and I learned the basics and I realized oh my gosh, my bed is not in command, and my bed is not great to invite a relationship so I actually moved my bed into the commanding position and made space because basically my bed was up against a wall because that's how people i mean you know I had roommates and I had a pretty big room but That's how people do it, I guess, when you're younger, when you're in your 20s. So you just push your bed up against the wall so you have the most room in the center. So I moved my bed so that there would be space on both sides. And I remember my therapist at the time, I was telling her about this. She's actually the one who encouraged me to start taking feng shui classes. And she said, well, Angie, she's like, this is the first time I've seen you do something in your life, a physical act in your life to make space for somebody else. So that was huge. And you know, now we're married. And another interesting thing about having the bed up against the wall is I've come to a realization now that part of that, the energetics of that, is pretty straightforward. And this goes for a lot of feng shui adjustments. There's an energetic aspect, an invisible aspect, And then there's a mundane, like very straightforward aspect to a cure. So something that makes total common sense. So when you have your bed up against the wall and there's no space on both sides, there's only space on one side. When you are dating someone and they stay over, someone's getting squished up against the wall and then someone has the freedom. So it's not a balanced relationship because you're squeezed up against the wall. And then You know, my husband told me later that he kind of felt like a little bit trapped. Like he said one time, like he was over at my house and he fell asleep or I fell asleep and he couldn't like move because like I was sleeping, I was blocking the open side. And then he would have to wake me up. So it's very interesting how when you don't create a physical space for someone, how that translates to actually not having space for someone in your life. And if you're in a relationship where one person is sleeping up against the wall, it's really important to take a look at if you can change that and create some space for both partners to have a balance, or if that's not possible, if you could, because I know some people in New York have really small rooms, maybe they have to have the bed up against the wall. So maybe you need to switch off and take turns and find a way to work it. And that's the main thing about a relationship. I think the most important thing in a relationship is that both partners compromise and want to compromise. So that's, it's a partnership and that's really important in any relationship. So that's my feng shui love story so laura do you have any good client ones
1: yeah i was recalling when i was putting together my list and i was really you know sort of giving this some thought i was thinking about a woman i worked with a few years back and it sort of started it was quite a few years back but the reason i'm bringing it up is it sort of started with how i work with clients now going forward when we're dealing with relationships. So she was this beautiful, she's just, she's stunning, you know, everything, she she had a job, she was, everything was going, you know, really well in her life. And just, you know, the relationship wasn't working and it wasn't that she wasn't dating. So she was meeting a lot of men and dating. And so we really started to unpack it. And I think that this is part of, there's a level of awareness that you have to, when you start to When you're super close to it, it's hard to see. So really what we did is we unpacked it. We put together a list of what is it the kind of men that she's dating now? And then what does that look like? And that was sort of her template. She realized that she was dating the same kind of guy. They had the same five or six qualities. And then we really took a look at this list and we realized that this didn't at all match what she wanted. So then we created another list of qualities where she, you know, went through and sort of put together a picture of her ideal partner that wasn't necessarily a based on, she had a lot of things that were based on, I want to say things that were very material and that just was not working out for her. So we started to open it up and let's talk more about, you know, how this person would make you feel and, and and how they would support you or different or what, you know, more personality things rather than, you know, I want them to have a really great job and in a specific field. I mean, that's really what ended up coming out when we were reviewed what she had been doing. So we became, she, it really gave her some awareness self-aware and because we are in the same patterns over and over again and the thing about feng shui is it's about recognizing patterns in your own home seeing things in your home it, op- it tells you when you've practiced long enough you can say oh well this is in this area this means this it reveals patterns and when we did look in her home we did notice that there was you know what was in that area or the areas that we would need to look at really needed some attention. So we fixed that. We changed the, her, her area was, it was missing in parts of it. So we expanded that and that list she created, we used that as well. And out of that, she, you know, within it, I would say, cause it take, took a little while to go through the process. Cause I, you know, your clients have to, you have to go through it. And, and within a month she was dating someone completely different that she would never have Dated before and was quite happy. So I think that client. I remember her just because that was the the beginning of how I work with clients when I work with single people that are wanting to look not just wanting to date but looking for that really special person.
0: It is really interesting to see how you can receive feedback on what your patterns are through looking at the function of your home. And usually a novice or a dabbler can't it's not attuned to that. But if you work with a consultant, they're trained and skilled to see what kind of feedback that your home has to give on things like patterns that need to be resolved for you to accept a partnership. But then it's up to the person, the homeowner, to receive that information and to do something about it because a consultant can't do that for you. But it's very interesting because sometimes it's not like a magic potion. And even when there are, there are like magic potions, right, for love, but nothing's a magic pill. Even if you're working with magic or feng shui or therapy, it takes effort and change and looking very closely and clarifying what you want and clarifying your patterns and seeing where you need to shift your energy. So um, anyway, but I just love the fact that feng shui really gives you immediate feedback. Like one time I was looking at a client's floor plan and they really wanted a relationship and they had their hamper and all their dirty clothes and all their junk they put in yep. their relationship area of their bedroom. Yep. So it could seen be that. as simple as that.
1: Yeah, seeing that. Do you have a
0: story you want to share with client? Well, I was thinking since we've already talked a bit, let's just jump into the tips because you okay. came up with these great five tips for love. Okay.
1: Okay, so the first thing I would say, and this is how I also work with clients again. So first one is get clear. So as I was just mentioning, this is how you gain clarity. You can really get some insight in terms of what's going on with your current situation so this is the whole making a list of the qualities that you would like in a new partner and I would say write the list and make it nine so you're gonna have to do a couple of drafts You're gonna work through it and then come up with nine qualities that you would like in this new partner and again, think of things, you know, I want them to respect, you know, my, you know, respect obviously these are some basic things sometimes when I'm working with people, it really is basic. But you know, you don't really think about it. You want someone to be respectful, be gracious, and all these qualities that you would want. So what's important to you? Beyond just saying, I want them to be tall and like dark-haired, because like don't put that on on the list.
0: You know, I have a lot of clients that actually do that. They get really stuck on like they have to be tall, they can't have been married before, Uh, they have to, they have all these requirements that are really challenging. I think for whatever you want to welcome, I think the qualities that Laura is mentioning is much more important, especially coming. Laura and I are married, and and I think. Things like looks are not the most important thing. I would also add that writing this list is a mirror for you too, and your partnership is a mirror. So if you're super focused on superficial qualities, that's what you're going to attract, and the person who you attract will also be focused on superficial qualities.
1: Yes, and you know, you can keep it pretty broad, but I like that you can work through it. You'd be surprised like the first time you do it and then, you know, take some time, do it for a couple of days, but at the end of the day, come up with nine um, qualities. And then the next thing. So that's number one. Number two would be to clear out your love corner to find it and to see what's there. So I'm just going to do this quick. We might add something to a blog post or to the show notes in there too, just to give you a quick synopsis on it. But it's pretty straightforward if we focus on the bedroom. So stand in your bedroom doorway, looking in, and you're going to find the far right corner of your bedroom. And that will be where you're going to focus on. And just stick with the corner for now so we don't have to figure out how big that is. So just kind of really look into the corner and maybe, you know, A few feet outside, kind of making almost a circle and see that sort of circle if you spun around, like what's in that area. And that is your love corner partnership. You know, uh it's connected to so many things. We're just talking about it in terms of love. These areas, these they're called guas in Feng Shui, they have many, many, many layers, but one of them is in fact having this sort of intimacy, having this partnership being able to be receptive, being able to be open to putting yourself out there and to having love, but also self-love. It's really got a lot of layers in it that have to do with opening yourself up is what I like to think of it. So it's a yin earth, which is really a receptive sort of element.
0: Yeah. And we have this love, and we have a love program that we'll talk to you about near the end of this podcast, where we actually show you exactly how to find it in your bedroom.
1: Yes, and we have a map and everything included in that, which goes into a lot of details. So, so you found it. You're going to see what's there. Do a little bit of an audit, like just like Angie was mentioning with the client that had a hamper, or you know, a single chair, or a piece of artwork that is not exactly what you would want to have represent that area. So take a look and see what's there. And if it needs to be cleared out, clear it out. Number three this is i think really important and this is a little bit more advanced and i thought i put it in here anyway it's to but it's important and it's this idea of becoming self aware asking yourself how are you showing up and working on your own personal stuff your own personal stuff so you know a lot of times i work with clients and they want this particular partner or this type of person but you know, as Angie was saying, this mirror, you also have to take a good look at yourself and see how are you showing up? What do you want? And are you going to actually be able to attract this kind of a person if you yourself are not exhibiting these qualities to others? And so the area that you would focus on for this is actually gun, which is self-development, self-awareness, you know, really kind of meditating and reflecting on yourself And that area is if you're standing in the door of your bedroom again, and then you look immediately to your left, it's the closest left corner and that area is represented by the mountain it's all about self it's all about transform transformation so i would say if this is sort of ringing a bell for you and you might something you want to explore you can actually also make a list for yourself about the qualities that you want to bring to this relationship you know and and writing that out as well so when you work on both kun which is love and gun which is self development together those opposite areas That's really powerful in feng shui. So number four would be, and this is sort of a fun, the fun part, well, it's all fun, but this is fun because you're going to activate it. You're going to you know, remove what you think doesn't serve you there and what isn't really moving in the right direction and adding something that will activate it. So you could hang a crystal, feng shui crystal. You could add, remember when I was tiling about a pair of Candles, you know, that's what I did. You can add a pair of something, a pair of rose quartz, uh hearts, which I think is available on the Holistic Spaces site as well. You could just put a plant there just to give some life to it. I mean, maybe you're maybe your love life needs, you know, needs like vital energy in it and a plant is a really great way to do that.
0: And I wouldn't so, try to do all of those. No, things. don't do all of them. <laughs> Which is also the danger, like, okay, I'm going to need a plant, crystal. Yeah, yeah. Then that's, what does that mean? Maybe all of you could think about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If you're thinking immediately that you're going to go like and put like eight things there, that's, again, you got to reflect on that. So pick one or two, okay? And then that's enough. And also just by clearing it out and cleaning it out, that's actually activating it as well, just so you know then the last point is and this is a simple thing because you've already done the work you're going to take that list that you've written you're going to write a really a good copy so you're going to write and what i do is i get a brand new pen that has never been used before a nice clean sheet of paper and i write out each of those nine qualities and if you can if you can do this you're going to kind of put your energy into it every, when you won't make it too long, because for each quality, you're going to hold your breath as you write it out. It's like, and then writing it out and then exhale and then write out the next one, exhale, continue. So you're going to write those out with that focus and intention using, you know, these inhales and exhales, and you can roll it up and, you know, tie it up nice with a little pink string or a little red string, and you can tuck it away in that love corner, okay, where you've been doing all that work. Somewhere he doesn't need to be seen, you know. Somewhere you know that it's there and it's tucked away, and that's
0: the last one. Thanks, Laura. Okay. So if you're more curious about this process and you really want to figure out how to find your love area, the Kun area, and lo- learn more about all the nuances, and also learn a secret cure that we have in B T B Feng Shui to attract a new partner, that we didn't talk about, that we don't talk about, we only we only give that when there's it's only given when you work with a consultant or if you you know, work with the consultant through this course that we put up. It's called Feng Love Story and it's available at MindfulDesignSchool.com. Again, that's MindfulDesignSchool.com and it's available till March 15th. So it's only available for a limited time and the code is LOVE2020 L-O-V-E, and it's 50% off with this coupon LOVE2020. And we'll have a link to The course on the Holistic Spaces podcast page. Again, that's Functionally Love Story at MindfulDesignSchool.com. You click through to the courses, and you can put in the code Love2020. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others, subscribe and even better leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at MindfulDesignSchool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.